0: Because great leaders will produce great results.
1: All right, welcome to our podcast listeners wherever you are. This is Rob Schallenberger, and I'm excited and thrilled to be with you today. Uh, What an honor that you would listen to this podcast either in your car, your home, your office, wherever you might be. Now, two things leading up to this podcast. Number one, the hope is that you've already read the Transformation Challenge. if you still haven't, go to TransformationChallenge.com right now and get the book. Uh, we'll send the book to you for free as all we're asking is that you cover the shipping and the handling. So go get the book if you don't already have it. Uh, number two, the hope is that you've been following along over the last four weeks in this podcast series as we walk through each of the six steps in the six-step process, which is part of the Transformation Challenge and helping you transform whatever problem or challenge exists in your life or with your team to get real results as a result of that and whatever the issue is that you're taking on whatever problem or opportunity it could be personal it could be professional it doesn't matter the hope is to help you find a clear path forward so some of you might be taking the transformation challenge for your marriage maybe it's a relationship with your son or daughter there's a challenge and you wanna you wanna make that relationship better maybe you're trying to launch a new business a new division or you're trying to increase sales so it does not matter what issue you're using for the Transformation Challenge, the hope is that you're following along in the process. So my assumption is that you have listened to the first four podcasts going through steps one through four. If you haven't, I invite you to pause right now and go back and listen to the steps sequentially choosing a real issue that you would like to improve in your life or in your business. So on this podcast, we are on step number five, which is to develop and implement the plan. In other words, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is your action plan in this step. Now, what is the default for most people? Most people have a problem. Let's say it's their relationship, whether it's a son or daughter, a brother, their spouse. You have a problem in your relationship. What do most people do? They zero in and focus on the problem. And then maybe at best, they sit down and say, you know what, here's the issue. We don't have a great marriage anymore or a great relationship with a son or daughter. We need to fix this. How do we do it? And that is the exact wrong approach. If you've listened to the other podcasts, you know there is a much better way to approach this. So step number one is to start with the vision. What is the ideal? What would you love to see come as a result of that? What does the very best look like? What's the vision? Number two, what is the current reality? So where are you at today as a snapshot? And if there's a gap between your vision and where you are today, your current reality, then number three is you need to figure out why. What's causing that gap? What's the real issue? Because right now in step five, if you develop a great plan but it doesn't address the real issue causing the gap between your vision and your current reality, the plan is not going to succeed. It may help incrementally, but it's not going to help you achieve the vision unless it addresses the real issue causing the gap. Step number four is, once you know what the real issue is, what are some ideas and solutions that will help you solve that issue? And now we're going to take those ideas and solutions from step four and put them into concrete, actionable steps of who will do what by when. Now there are just a couple of sub-steps in this, Uh, I'll just say step number five, and let me just briefly walk through those, and you think about how these might apply to you. So in step five of develop and implement the plan, what you want to do here is invite any final input from key stakeholders. So if you have a supervisor, if you have a spouse, depending on whatever issue, who's involved in this process, you may want to get some ideas and inputs from them before you develop your plan of who, what, when. What you don't want to typically do is develop your plan of who, what, when, share it with some of the other key stakeholders, and they say, "Uh, this is terrible, and they throw it out the window. (laughs) So get some of their input first before you get to the who, what, when. The next part is to think about any of the threats to the ideas you came up with in step four. So for example, let's say that you're going to implement this, let's say that you're a mortgage broker, and you're going to develop and implement this new plan on how to generate mortgage leads. Well, what's one of the threats to that? Well, how about rising interest rates and things like that? What impact would that have on your plan over the course of one or two years? Well, in 2007, if you were doing that same thing as a mortgage broker, it would have had a huge impact. So you just want to be thinking about what are some of the threats to your ideas and is there anything you can do now to mitigate some of those threats as part of your plan? Next, what are some of the resources you need to implement those steps? So if you're doing this with a team and you're going to implement a new training program and as part of that, there's going to be a software Well, clearly you're going to need a software to do that, so that's a resource that would be required. Who's going to do the training? That's another resource that might be required, and you need to be thinking about this so that you can incorporate that into your plan. And the last thing that you want to do before you develop your action plan of who, what, when is to simply look back at any lessons learned. Do you have a coach, a mentor? Is there someone who's done successfully what you're going to do? And is there any lessons learned that you can draw on from their experience that you can incorporate into your plan? And now you are finally ready for who, what, when. What do most people do? Problem, execution. And that's why it almost fails. We'll say not every time, but close to every time. People fall, fall far short of the results that they could have otherwise had using a powerful and methodical process. You've now got your vision. You know where you stand today. You know the issue causing the gap. You've gone through some ideas that would really address that issue and close the gap. Now you're gonna take those and get very specific as to who, We'll do what by when. This is your plan right here. <laughs> and when you're all done with this, what we invite people to do is to print out the vision at the top and then your action plan, who, what, win? The vision and now who, what, win? And after you are done with your who, what, win, your plan, one thing that we invite people and teams to think about is have an evaluation team or red team, whatever you want to call it, take a look at your plan And identify areas where maybe you hadn't considered something. So much better to figure this out in the planning phase rather than when you're out there trying to execute. For example, in the Pentagon, when we develop a war plan, after the plan is all developed, they'll invite in a group of critical thinkers, typically, and their job is to look at the plan and say, where might this plan fail? And it's that idea of an evaluation team or red team or whatever you want to call it that is a huge Help to you because you're figuring out some of those things you hadn't thought about prior to the execution. And so that's the last step in develop and implement the plan. Uh, And so let's get into a few examples here. You've been following along. You have the flying J story. You have the challenge marriage. Uh, You have a friend who was unemployed for 18 months. So let's see what happened with some of these folks and how they use this step to really accelerate their results and achieve their vision. So first of all, let's look at the marriage. (laughs) As Adam and Jill went through this example in the book, what they found was, okay, what's the vision they wanted? To feel full of energy, alive and healthy, uh, to have a relationship where they're excited to be in their relationship and have incredible memories together. Well, what was their current reality? You heard that in the other podcast. You know, they drifted away. She now felt more like a taxi service. He was busy with his job all the time. And so clearly they weren't achieving the vision. What they found is that they didn't pre-plan anymore together. They didn't have any more joint goals. They weren't intentional and focused about making time for them. And so they developed a bunch of different ideas, which you heard in the last podcast. Now it was take, Now it's time for Adam and Jill to take those ideas and make them very specific. In other words, what are they going to do and when will they do it? So whether it's, <laughs> whether it's Adam and Jill or Ben and Lisa, substitute whatever name in here that you want, we made up these names, clearly not going to identify who was, you know, who this is really about. So let's take this couple. Here's a few things that they decided to do as part of their who, what, win. First of all, key stakeholders is just those two. Uh, Threats, the kid's schedule, being too busy. That was really the only threats they saw as part of this. Uh, The resources required. They figured out that Lisa, in this case, we'll just use Ben and Lisa. Lisa needs a new BYB planner. She hadn't been doing her pre-week planning for the last couple of years. She wanted to get back to that. That was a key part of their plan. And so as they went to work on the who, what, win, here's a little bit of what they came up with. Now imagine three columns in your mind. Who on the left, what in the middle, and the column when on the right. And what you really want on the who is a name or a title. What is being very specific. So a lot of people just say, improve communication. Well, nothing's going to change by that. These need to be very specific action steps. And then the when is, by when will you do that? And you'll see that here. So Ben and Lisa, who? Who? What will they do? Invest in a BYB planner and individually do their pre-week planning every Sunday before 7 p.m. Then, review their week together before 9 p.m. When? Every Sunday is the plan. Again, now on the second one, who? And all of these are Ben and Lisa. Do at least one random act of kindness for each person during the week. Ben, the next one. Schedule a nice dinner to develop joint goals for the rest of the year before March 1st. In this case, that was about a month away. So Ben was going to schedule the dinner date for them to go sit down and develop joint goals. Both of them, identify two weekends for getaways during the year and block them off on the calendar by March 5th. Lisa, print off our family standards, no electronics after 8.30 p.m. and spend five minutes together each evening. Post our standards on the bathroom mirror and next to the computer before March 10th. Ben and Lisa, Go on a date every other week, rotate who plans the date, Ben one date, and Lisa the next one. So basically they're going on bi-weekly dates. Their goal is to go on at least two dates a month without the children. And then lastly, and this is one thing you want to incorporate in your who, what, win is: when are you going to debrief along the way? Go to dinner and evaluate the results and review progress on July 1st. In other words, there's an accountability for both of them to sit down and see where they're at. Now, in the next and final podcast, you're going to hear what ended up happening with Ben and Lisa. As they got very intentional and focused on their marriage, they weren't just winging it anymore. They now had a specific plan of who, what, when to accomplish their new vision. And as they went to work on this, a total transformation happened in their marriage, and they took what was already good, made it significantly better on the quest to becoming their best. You're going to be excited to hear what happens as that as that finishes up. Now, the... We'll be right back to our episode. Let's just pause for a quick leadership myth or a leadership minute. (laughs) Either way, we want to call it. You know, one of the greatest myths I see about leadership is that leadership is viewed as a position. In other words, if you're not a CEO, if you're not a president, then you're not a leader. Well, clearly that's a myth. In an organization, I'll ask people, say there's 100 people in the room, raise your hand if you're a leader. And more often than not, 10 to 20 hands will go up and it's only the people in a managerial position who raise their hands. Well, that is one of the greatest leadership myths that exists is it is a title or a position that creates the leader. You will either lead a life by design or you will live a life by default. And that's why the six-step process can help you transform any issue because you see yourself now as a leader acting rather than being acted upon or creating effect rather than living in effect because you are armed with a process to take any issue any problem any opportunity and effect change in your sphere of influence so if you don't already have the book go to the challenge.com get the book we'll cover the shipping and send the book to you for free now back to the podcast Flying J story. You know what happened with Flying J? Uh, the company had made some bad investments. Crystal's vision was to save the company. Currently, they're nowhere near that. They figured out that the real issue was that they got into some pipelines that they shouldn't have been into. A refinery, the previous CEO had made some investments that never should have happened. They sat down in a room on a Saturday. Crystal shared the vision to save the company. And so they sat down and brainstormed the entire Saturday how they were going to do that. In step four, what are the options, the solutions? And now they developed the action plan of who, what, when, and how are they going to go execute. And I'll just share a couple of these. I'm not going to go through the whole list. The intent and the point here is that they had a very specific plan. It addressed the real issue causing the gap, and they knew it would help them accomplish the vision to save the company. So here's just three or four uh, pieces or parts of their action plan. Who, what, when? Crystal, meet with the executive committee and bankruptcy attorneys to develop a plan to save the company December 1st, 2008. Kirkland and Ellis and Young, Conway, Stargott, and Taylor, LLP. In other words, this is a law firm that they had hired. Filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy to have protection from banks and creditors, which gives them the time to reorganize the company. Do that by December 22, 2008. Who? Crystal. Affect the change of president to Crystal because of philosophical differences on how to lead the company and which direction it should take. By January 5, 2009. Crystal and the Reorganizing Committee sell the oil refinery in Bakersfield, California by September 1st, 2009. Crystal and the Reorganizing Committee sell the 700-mile Gulf Pipeline by September 1st, 2009. And I'll just share this last one. Crystal and the Reorganizing Committee find a partner through merger or sale of the Flying J Travel Centers by, again, September 1st, 2009. What ended up happening? They started executing on the plan. They merged with Pilot. They had a huge infusion of cash because of that. And they went to work on the plan. Here's a leader who was faced with this crisis and dilemma of saving her company when everyone around her told her it was impossible. And yet because she went through these logical steps, the six step process, she did what others told her was impossible to do. Now that they had a clear plan forward, the entire executive team was excited. The morale shifted in the company. There was a flow of energy back into the organization, and they went to work to execute the plan to save the company and do what everyone else told Crystal was impossible to do. And you're going <laughs> to be amazed at how this all turned out. This all happened around the 2008-2009 timeframe. So here she is eight or nine years later. Flying J is off the charts, and you're going to hear that on the next podcast. Who, what, wins? So you can see the action plan is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, for our, our business in California, the energy company that had the challenges, you might remember them from the previous podcasts. Their vision was to have this high-trust relationship with the utility company to be counted on as the go-to uh, organization. What was the current reality is they were delivering nine days the paperwork when it needed to be delivered within a five-day window. So clearly a gap in the current reality from what the vision is. Uh, This was eroding the trust between them and the utility. It was hurting the relationship. Uh, As they identified what was causing the gap, they found that there were two offices where they had to deliver the paperwork by hand and logistically impossible to do that within the five-day window required by the utility. The other part of it was that they were still using paper. And that simple act of using paper was causing huge delays in the process. So as they went to work on the options and ideas, they came up with all of these ideas in step four uh, to get iPads for every technician, to develop the software that makes it instantaneous reporting. It eliminates the paper completely. And then they put the, we will we'll just say meat on the bones in their action plan of who, what, when. They went through the threats, the resources. They would have to have a new software. They needed uh, an iPad for each technician. And then they went to work on the plan. So here's some of what they came up with. Matt, share the six steps with the other employees and stakeholders within Eagle to make sure there's total buy-in by June 25th. Matt and Doug, present and propose the six-step outline as a white paper to the utility and get their feedback and buy-in by July 8th. Charles Wright and Adam Edwards, get feedback and next steps from the utility leadership on the proposed plan August 1st. This will be interesting. You'll hear this on the next podcast. When they did that and they presented this proposal in the six-step process to the utility, Utility about went through the roof and said, "This is incredible. Do you mind if we use the same process inside our organization? We've never seen something so well thought out and a plan that's so well developed." So they absolutely loved it. Well, this was an intentional part of their plan. Uh, The other part, Matt and Doug, if the plan is approved, purchase the tablets, the iPads, by August 10th. Alejandro, complete all software support systems to implement the new process on tablets by August 15th, and so on. Went their plan. In other words, they weren't just going to leave this to chance. They had their ducks in a row. And the results, as you're going to hear in podcast number six next week, the results resulted in not just a million or $2 million, and ended up resulting in tens of millions of dollars in additional revenue. And they reverted back now to a high-trust relationship to where they have that vision of being the go-to company for this particular utility. What changed? They had a process. They weren't just winging it and hoping for results, whereas most people would have gone from the problem To what do we do to solve it? The execution. They would have missed the key steps that allowed them to actually develop this action plan. Okay, the last two examples. We have our direct sales example. This lady who had this vision, she's in her mid-40s, she wanted to start a direct sales company, uh, or at least be a distributor for them, a partner, and she had heard all these great stories about freedom and time choice. Well, when she got into it, she realized how hard it was, and And she saw why a lot of people quit and stopped in this process. Instead of doing that and quitting, we sat down with her for about four hours, went through this six-step process. What's your vision? Okay, once she had that, an excitement flowed through her veins again. She was so focused on the problem of she's struggling, she's already talked with everyone, that she had lost sight of her vision. Step two, the current reality. Well, you heard this in the previous podcast. She had kind of drifted away. She wasn't really doing a whole lot anymore. She didn't feel like she had the tools to be successful. As she identified the real issue, she realized it came down to her not having a specific plan. She had just been winging it. And because there was no plan, no results. Well, then we brainstormed some options. We looked at her close rates. What were her close rates? Uh, What did she need to do as far as hosting parties at her house? Social media? Calls? How is she going to reach out? Developing lead generation tools. And then we got down to this step. Step five, develop and implement the plan. Who, what, when? And my question for her was, as you're developing this plan, will it solve the real issue and help you accomplish the vision? She was thrilled. (laughs) She exclaimed, yes, I can't wait to get started. And so here are just a couple of parts of her action plan. Who, what, when? Karen, reach out to at least two friends or associates every day, either via text, email, or phone, when daily. Karen, set up a lunch with her successful friend who's done this before to get additional lessons learned and ideas by December 3rd. Rob, send Karen a list of third-party social media marketing companies by December 5th. Karen, schedule four home parties during the next four months, one per month. Get the dates on the calendar and invites sent through text, email, and direct mail. The target number is a minimum of 15 attendees by December 8th. Why that number? She knew based on her close rate that that's the number she needed to achieve this gold rank by March. And so on through her list. Again, once she had a plan, she was thrilled. And I told her, hey, here's one of the big gotchas. You come up with this great plan. Don't go stick it in a drawer somewhere. You need to keep this plan up in front of you. So post it next to the computer. What's your vision? And then print out who, what, when, and keep it there where you can see it week in, week out. And make that a part of your pre-week planning. Next week, you're going to see how that totally transformed uh, her business. She took what otherwise would have been a struggling, floundering business and really now started moving towards her vision, whereas before she said, you know what, I'm not sure this is for me, she was in that place where so many people are, which is centered on the problem and fading hope. (laughs) Now the last example is our friend who was unemployed for 18 months. You went through the process in the last four podcasts, you know what his vision is, his current reality, what was causing the gap, his ideas and solutions they came up with on the 5K walk, and now it's time for Sean, to put together his action plan. So who what when, Sean? Here are a couple of things. Revise the resume and instead of putting NA in the bachelor's degree, replace it with the Bachelor's of Life. When by May 15th. Now suddenly he's no longer going to get vetted or kicked out of a system when he's submitting a resume because he doesn't have a bachelor's degree. He now makes it through the first hurdle of the process. Sean, shave his beard and or shave the beard and dress professionally for the interview. Why? You may or may not have listened to the previous podcast, but he's about six foot three or so, somewhere in there. He had a big old goatee, and it's no stereotyping or you know no branding of any kind. He just simply looked like a pretty intimidating guy. <laughs> he's big, he's tough, you know, bald, and then a big goatee. I so said, you don't want to be intimidating on your interview. You want to come across as someone who uh, is pleasant to be around. And so part of that was to shave his goatee. Uh, Sean and Steve meet with the Steve, or excuse me, meet with Steve to review my resume, identify interview questions, practice, and role-play the job interview by May 16th. So this was all happening fast for him. Uh, they went on the 5k walk Saturday. His job interview was early the next week. So all of this had to happen like right now <laughs> in his case. So this one was a fast-moving action plan, whereas Flying Jays was drawn out over more of a 12 to 18-month uh, period. Well, what happened? You're going to be Uh, you're going to love what happened to Sean when you hear the results in podcast number six. The last step, which is to debrief and evaluate results. Uh, Total transformation. Here he is, 18 months going from job interview to job interview, not able to find a job, not able to make it to many of those interviews because he can't get through the process. And after all of this time, one simple walk with my dad in the morning, going through the six-step process over the course of about an hour, now he has his plan. Who, what, when... And simply by having that focus, what's the vision, what's the plan, who, what, when, he goes out and executes and does what he has not been able to do in 18 months and just absolutely kills it, which you'll hear in the next podcast. So this is a powerful step. When you come up with your step five, remember you're briefly going to give courtesy of asking, You know, are there any other stakeholders that play a role in this? Do you need to get their input? Are there any threats that you haven't considered to your ideas? Any resources that you need? to implement your ideas. After you've considered other lessons learned, your action plan is who, what, when. The who, it might oftentimes be you. It also could be something you delegate to others if you're in that type of position. The what, make it very specific. Too many people, again, write improve communication, uh, spend more time together. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) These need to be specific action items of what you will do, and then by when will you do it. Who, what, when. And again, what I invite you to do is once you've done this, print it off with the vision at the top, and then your action plan in three columns, who, what, when, and put it in a place where you will see it often. If you're working with a team, review it weekly, or at least whatever cadence or rhythm uh, makes sense for you based on that timeline. Maybe it's monthly if it's a longer uh, drawn-out timeline. This will completely transform the way you approach an issue. Uh, It's no longer just hoping for results, because you're going to build into that who, what, when, hopefully. Hopefully some debrief times where you can generate lessons learned that will help you repeat those successes and eliminate the failures so that you continually get to a better and better place as you're executing the plan so this is a brief review of step five if you haven't done all already what i'd invite you to do is to go through the first four steps take whatever problem or issue or opportunity is pressing on you that keeps you up at night and go through those first four steps now get to this step and be very clear on your who what when and once you've done that, print it out and put it in a place where you'll see it often. Simply by doing that, you put yourself in such a minority of the population because now you're being very intentional and focused about turning whatever problem, issue or opportunity you have into a concrete plan of action and execution. Uh, just like Liddy, what you read in the introduction of the book, she had all of these intentions in her minds, or excuse me, in her mind for about 10 years. And there it sat until she went through the six-step process. And she started to follow her execution plan on how she was going to build a school in Rwanda and empower these youth with the tools to help them break the poverty cycle. 10 years of sitting in her mind versus what she went out and did in a single year once she had the plan and the process. And I know the same power can happen with you as you get very methodical and thoughtful and intentional about what it is you want to accomplish in your life, in your relationship, or with your team. So if you haven't gotten the book, thetransformationchallenge.com and I'm wishing you a fabulous week. Go out and make the difference in someone's life with your team, with a family and even in your own life and that's the whole intent here is that one person can make a difference. So wishing you a fabulous week as you go out and do that and we will talk with you again soon. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? 690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today